Hello, everyone. I'm Allie. And I'm Brian. And this is the BME Grad Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review. That helps more folks like you find us on these platforms. Before we get into today's episode, we have just a few announcements. After the show, we'll have one more episode before a planned winter break. So the break will be two months long. The last episode before the break will be November 25th, and then we'll return on January 27th for the rest of season two. Also, we'd like to mention again, uh, like we did last episode, that we finally have a website. So this website has links to all of our social and all the places you can find our show. We hope you share it with colleagues and friends. The website also has more information about us and a form at the bottom where you can get directly in touch with us. So we hope you check it out. That's the bmegradpodcast.com. And so uh, transitioning into today's episode, Brian, I'll pass it over to you. Recently, I've been observing interns. Uh, I have also been working with interns in the past. Uh, I thought this would have been a good topic of how to turn an internship into a job, right? So I have some anecdotes. We have some advice here. So I um, thought we'd talk about that a little bit here. Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting topic. I haven't had the opportunity to like observe interns on my own, but I have been an intern. And I've been really fortunate to have, I, I don't think I was being as strategic as the time. Maybe I just lucked into it and tried really hard, but um, all of my internships ended really positively with mm -hmm. like people definitely like wanting me to come back and work there eventually if it wasn't an outright job offer. Mm -hmm. um, as, as some folks that listen to this more regularly know, I was in a rotational program my first two years out of school. And so I would say the earlier rotations were a little more tricky, but the, the later ones, a lot of those results in folks wanting me to come back and work for their teams. And I think everything we kind of outlined to talk about today is by no means all-inclusive advice, but I think it's some some good practice about turning a rotation into a job, turning, um, if you're in consulting, like some of our guests have been, or, or you know, contract work, turning a, a project into maybe a future job at that facility, turning an internship into a job or just making a good impression on an early, early career job. But I think our focus will be turning an internship into a job. So there was a theme that I had in mind uh, as I was thinking about this episode, and it's uh, having a great first impression, but also sustaining that first impression. So it's not enough to just, uh, show up and have a good impression people like you and then not sh uh be genuine about it or not uh follow through with all that through the the months that you're interning right and so i kind of like to think of this as like leading by example um you know the the leadership method where uh, instead of telling people what to do you kind of do the work with them and, and that's how you lead um and, and another example was like kind of like the movie inception right uh, you don't want to just tell them that you're a good teammate you want to like incept the idea and make them like convince themselves that you would be a good teammate and uh so if you're able to um show through your actions that you're a good fit to the site culture the company culture uh then they're going to naturally want you to stay and and not lose you right and so i think that's a good theme here to keep that in mind as you develop your own personal style of uh your your story and kind of what people would see you as but um keep that as like keep that in mind uh, a good sustained first impression i like this as a theme for everything we're going to talk about and here's why, like everything you said, yes, but also I have been guilty of the sustained part at times. It's hard. Because, 
Well, and it's about managing your energy because you come in mm -hmm. hot, wanting mm -hmm. to make a good impression, right. saying yes to a lot of things, overdoing it, and then eventually maybe you're overloaded or like, you know, that energy you brought the first day is not your normal energy and you can't bring it back. Some people are like, what's wrong with you? Why are you sad? I don't know. Like it could be anything like that. So I think um, knowing how to like balance that too, like a good first impression, but also like a balanced one. And I think we're going to give a lot of advice here. You obviously can't do all of it all the time. And so um, I think that's kind of a good, a good preface as well. Okay, so to kick off, we, we have a couple categories of how to make good impressions and tips. And I think the first category was like more like around your social impression. Mm -hmm. uh, so so what do you have there? Yeah, so um, this this I'm guilty of not doing as much of in the <laughs> early bit. Uh, uh, this is this is more in, uh, reflective and uh, wondering why I didn't. Right, uh, I think I was focused more on like the work impressions that you know we'll talk about later. But mm -hmm. um, it is important to build those relationships like outside of the work setting, right? Not saying like you have to go hang out with your manager or your teammates all the time. But if there is a chance to build genuine relationships outside of like a work environment, outside of uh, problems that you're having or or um, throughout your project, um, it's great to have that genuine relationship. And you can always come to them with either a need or a help or also they can count on you, they can trust you. So I think those like happy hours or engaging with other interns, engaging with other mentors um, are really good. Yeah, and I, you and I are really busy outside of work, like, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's really hard for me to get to these, these work things, even though I want to, and I know they really help like build relationships that I value. Mm -hmm. um, so I think if you can't get to these two, like there's ways to do it within work, like mm -hmm. this is important to your success at work. And so spending some time doing it at work is not detrimental at all. So, you know, you can use your lunchtime a little bit more strategically to like maybe one lunch a week you you spend with, you know, you try to plan with people you're trying to build relationships with. Another thing you could do is like, if you're trying to build some social connections more widely in the organization, you can make it a point in your week to spend like maybe two hours of your week engaging in like one on ones with different people across the business just to kind of understand what they do and get to know them better and kind of keep it on a cycle. And um, I don't see why I, I mean, I can't see one reason why any manager wouldn't want you to be doing that. So I don't think taking a little bit of work time away to do that is, is a problem either. So there are lots of ways to make social impressions, but I think they're really important, like you said, to like building um, trust and maybe just more trusting working relationships. Yeah. And I definitely comes easier to others than, than others. Um, it's, it takes a little bit more of an effort for me to be a little more purposeful. Um, that's another kind of theme that I use for myself in in other aspects, being deliberate, being purposeful. Um, so, you know, if you set aside some time, um, people react very positively to like, hey, like, I want to learn more about you or this is this is who I am. Um, let's just take some time to like eat lunch together or talk. The lunch was a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think at first it feels a little forced mm -hmm. and then and then suddenly it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And it happens so fast. So I think, you know, it might feel like a little like strategic and planning and like, I don't know, plotting <laughs> to yeah, set almost. these up yeah, uh, initially. Bad. Yeah. But then, but then once you do, yeah, I think it, that goes away. So for sure. Yeah. Um, going into our second bucket about like your, your, you doing your work actually and making a good like impression via the work you're doing. Uh, what are some of your thoughts there and, and what have you seen with the interns you've been observing? 
Yeah, so um, this is the reason why I had a hard time doing the social impressions because I was so like focused on this, but uh, and not everyone has to be so like um, purposeful in this like I kind of was in my internships, but mm -hmm. uh, for me, I thought it was important to know my strengths and my values. Uh, I knew that for me personally, I didn't really have a lot of like technical skills that I could offer, right? I wasn't like great in CAD. I wasn't, uh, I was just coming into like 1345 and the BME industry for the first time and all these SOPs and I really didn't know, right? So my strength was like my work ethic and my positivity. And so even when I had like mundane tasks, like, um, repeating tests over and over someone has to do them right um I was purposeful and like oh like of course and like making intentional efforts to um make the data more organized or or um writing out like little observations that really weren't asked of right so for me that was kind of what helped me um set my impression and my like personality and reputation what I saw in some interns that I've worked with uh was like always there first and kind of like always leaving last and i am i am not endorsing overworking uh, <laughs> that is not what i'm saying here but it's just that intention and just being there that presence was really insightful for for this um this intern um this this, this intern like wasn't the most like social but that like presence was kind of what set her up for trust and people mm -hmm. could rely on her to get her stuff done. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and it's not like physical hours per se, like right. you said, but it's like being engaged, being there for the right meetings and the right. important the important team moments. I think two things that are two things that really new professionals adjust to when they start working. I could be speaking. I, I'm really speaking for everyone. When maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I think this is something people struggle with. And the first one is like um the questions they ask like i think people are really quick to like ask other people lots of questions ask their manager and sometimes there's questions you really can figure out how to do on your own or how to find mm -hmm. the answers on your own mm -hmm. and going through that process actually is very valuable to you because it teaches you how to find answers at the place you're at in the future and so like it kind of is part of your onboarding. So something I worked to do in my first couple of like professional experiences is program the response in my head to like when met with something I'm unsure of not be like, who can I ask, but to first think, what can I try to do to solve this, like to answer this question, like mm -hmm. without wasting too much time. But I think also like being respectful of everyone else's time and demonstrating that you've you've respected their time by trying to figure it out on your own first. You've so that's tried. It's that right. effort, I think, that goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, like, it, show, it shows a lack of effort when you kind of just go and you're like, hey, I can't figure this out. Like, I need right. some help, right? right? And they're like, oh, did you check the instructions or like your work instructions? And it's yeah. kind of like, oh, no, I'm not yet. Like, I haven't really done that. Then it kind of looks a little badly on you. It does look bad. And it's unfortunate because I think the times when I did it, like early on in my mind, I was like, I want to get stuff done as fast as possible and get as much done for you. So let me just yeah. ask you because you're the expert. I know but really, mean. yeah, but really, it just doesn't build up your ability to answer questions on your own. And that's important, too. So um, I think that's one. The other one is like, um, not needing to be managed like your manager is there to kind of help develop you and maybe teach you and maybe there's some things about the business you you don't understand quite yet but you shouldn't need to be managed in the way of like um needing to be told to show up on time needing to be told you know this was due then you didn't do it why like um you know just kind of being on top of things and um your manager doesn't really want to manage you in that way yeah 
Um, speaking of uh, kind of being on top of things, I, I just thought of another example uh, that I've observed. Uh, this intern was uh, tasked with like, you know, another mundane task. You would think like, hey, I'm at a medical device company. I want to learn more or I want to develop mm -hmm. these skills. And then boom, the task is like cable management. Cause like you're, there's like, <laughs> there's like hundreds of these cables that you have to like put together, then plug it yeah. in. And it was just like, I, like, I mean, I felt bad giving that task out, but like, mm -hmm. that was kind of what had to be done anyways. Um, mm -hmm. They could have easily just like put the stuff together and just like put it in there and just plugged it all in whatever and be done with it. But after we came back to check up on it, it was like pristine. Like I, I this person knew like, uh like cable routing and like how cables have their like natural bend radius and they were very intentional about uh not damaging it but also like organizing it with like cable ties here and there grouping them up whatever like it was so pristine and i think just it was like too good and that impression was really important like i remember giving a really good um like performance eval like feedback on this person too because of, that was just an example of kind of all of their work um, it's an example again, but just putting that much effort in and uh, like showing that you can do a good job no matter what it is just builds that trust. Yeah, yeah, builds trust 100%. Also, that like, oh, that may, that's such a satisfying thing to even hear about. I can only imagine how <laughs> clean and organized that looked as I I'll sit here with all this crap all over my desk. Like, <laughs> I'll show you that picture later. It's so funny. Oh, oh, great. I love that. So I think a lot of this, uh, a lot of these advice um, can be applied to a lot of different industries. Um, do you have any specific BME or STEM examples here that we can apply? Yes, I I do. I think maybe I'll speak as a STEM person first. You probably had a lot of like variance in what you learned mm. in school, and maybe mm. some of your extracurriculars, maybe a couple disciplines like. I can see a couple different technical skills being there, maybe a couple different research interests being there. And I think um, with STEM, maybe that's an opportunity you might not have with different um, degrees. I know specifically with BME, it's a it's a strong one because there's all the different engineering disciplines in there, understanding of the human body. There can be a lot of like subsets that you're interested in, med device, pharma, whatever, that maybe you've done some work in. So I think, uh, just to be specific to like those backgrounds in an internship, I think it's a nice opportunity to demonstrate your versatility, uh, pick up a little side project, a little extra task that maybe shows off a different skill set. Hmm. Uh, I've done this at, at internships where I was kind of hired to do one thing and I did that thing well. And when I took on more, I didn't always take on more of the same thing, but I took on more to demonstrate breadth. And hmm. I think I was doing that to just demonstrate to that organization, you could really use me as a member of your team in a lot of places. So, um, you know, when you think BME and STEM education, I think that's something to keep in mind at an internship is you can even just do little side projects to demonstrate um, all that the education gives you. Yeah. I think the next, the next thing to talk about here, uh, maybe the last thing before we kind of close this out is you definitely have to ask. And so, um, in, in your regular one-to-ones or catch-ups with your manager, you, you can definitely plant the seed about like what you want out of your career. And maybe not like directly, like at the beginning saying like, I want a job here. Right. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you could, if the, if the, if it feels right, but um, I think it's more kind of demonstrating that you have goals and, 
um, letting your manager know of those goals. And I think maybe once you build some trust, you can start asking about specific opportunities that might come available on their team. But, you know, before we got on this, this call, I think you and I were both talking, like we almost never had to ask, like your work kind of spoke for itself. And then the manager was like, Hey, you like, (laughs) do you want this? Right. Which is, which is great. But, um, you know, people are busy and, and environments can be different. And so there's no, uh, you should definitely like advocate for yourself and asking, but, um, I was just thinking too, at like a big company, your manager might not know of openings like across the company specifically that interests you, but you can kind of keep an eye out for them. And you can, you know, once you've established kind of your goals with your manager, you can bring up other roles you've seen across the company and ask them what they think about fit. If, they, if they've kind of expressed, they don't maybe have the opening on their team. And one very specific thing to that too, um, mm-hmm. maybe you found the roles elsewhere that is a really good fit or you want to look into it. Like, ask your manager to start up an intro conversation for you, with you. Uh, so what you've done is you've built rapport with your manager with, um, and then now um, they're able to speak for you and kind of uh, have some weight uh, as you're having these intros. Um, so by building rapport with someone at a company, you're building rapport with the company and that will kind of transcend those roles and the sites. And so if there are opportunities elsewhere and, and- environment is really important right now too right like we we have our financial and like inflation and all these things going on too and so um maybe there aren't quite opportunities at a specific site every site's going through or like there's budget cuts or whatever um don't get disappointed by that don't get dismayed right um there's Mm -hmm. definitely opportunities out there and as long as you've shown that you're a hard worker or or whatever like your uh, reputation is um then that will kind of transcend that and you'll find opportunities um in the future Right. Yeah. It could lead to an internal referral or something as well. Yeah. Referrals are so key. As we close out here, uh, I'm realizing now that a lot of this is like for your manager or for your team, right? Like how do you set a reputation for them? I kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, what you should be doing for yourself. So there's two things. Um, Really ask yourself and learn, is this the right culture for me? Is this the right role for me? Your internship is your opportunity to play a trial period and see if this is good for you, right? So that's like a little selfish, little personal thing you should do for yourself and figure that out. But but also personal growth, right? You're working hard and you're doing these things. Sometimes maybe it's mundane, which is natural for internships. Um, Sometimes maybe it's things you don't want to do, but um, even throughout those, I think there's transferable skills or there's um, little, little bits of um, like work tendencies or specific skills that you can pick up on. So like, don't lose sight of that either. Don't just like always like uh, go do whatever's asked of you, like without an empty, uh, with, with an empty thought, like kind of try to see like what you can purposely get out of it. Um, there, there was an example here. I'll, I'll leave with a fun example. Like there were some interns that I worked with their entire role for like, like weeks was wiping a medical device because we had to do <laughs> we had to wipe test and validate that the label wouldn't be wiped off after like 5000 wipes so they wiped they let it dry they wiped they let it dry like etc right but one of the cool things that came out of it like they throughout that process understood like the intent of like vnv verification and validation they also wrote down like these observations of like oh this is how long it would take to dry or like this is what i saw when i was doing this and that was very impactful um, so little things, right? Like, like, yes, there are some things that are like grunt work that you might have to do, but, um, if you're learning something out of it and being purposeful, I think that's really good. So don't lose sight of like your personal growth in those moments as well. 
um, and, and do some things for yourself during the internship. Yeah, yeah. Don't lose sight of what you're getting out of it, trying to chase that job at the end. Um, right. So that was a lot of advice there. Um, I hope that was helpful. So, you know, best of luck out there. Um, I hope everyone turns their internships into full-time jobs, as long as that is the role that you would like. Cool. Well, thanks, Brian. <laughs> thanks, Allie. <laughs> And thank you, as always, for listening to the BME Grad Podcast. We hope you subscribe to our show and leave a review wherever you're listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and get links to all of our social media, listening platforms, and more information on us at thebmegradpodcast.com. See you next time.